Welcome everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost. This is me and Sunshine and Hollywood and Happy and Leonardo and Papa all here. Yes, there's Holly, hi. Um, and we are hanging out today at the Paper Outpost podcast. The joy of, oh, just stepped on a dog toy. <laughs> the joy of junk journals. Yes, yes, that's my world lately. Um, so today's topic is, how do you know when you have enough stuff to start to make a junk journal? And um, I think there's a simple answer. And the answer I'm always gonna say is start right now. Don't wait till you amass the amount of perfect stuff. That can always come in time. You can always uh, make new journals when you get different things in. But as you're learning the process, um, start now. Start learning. Start learning how to make, let's say you only have copy paper um, uh, or you only have college rule paper. Uh, well, you're not out of luck. You can still learn how to start to construct your signatures, your gatherings of papers that are going to go inside of your journals. Um, you can uh, ferret around your house and see if you can find some old cereal boxes or some cookie boxes or something that you could make a cover out of. And you'll be surprised how quickly things will come together. Maybe you've got magazines and things like that that you can use to decorate with. Um, or you've got your own artwork, or you'd like to draw or doodle or a stamp or something like that. So the short answer is right now. And the long answer is right now and all the way to eternity. And that's because every time you make a journal or you do something in one journal, you're gonna learn a little bit. And all the goal needs to be is learning one little bit a day, just one or every time you sit down to craft. And each time when you do that, even if something doesn't work out right, give yourself the latitude to say, hey, I learned a lot in this process. Maybe it didn't come out perfectly, but hmm, I know I need to learn a little tweak about that one specific move. Maybe I need to learn how to get those signatures to line up correctly. Maybe I need to learn an easy way to get the holes punched in my cover and in my signatures. You know, um, simple things like that. Once you start to see different ways of doing that, your life's gonna become a lot easier. And I highly recommend that you watch as many videos from other people as you can so that you can learn different techniques um, and try them all and see what floats your boat, what really intrigues you, what do you get excited about. Do you love the exactness, the intricacy of measuring till the cows come home? Um, there's lots of videos on that. If you love avoiding as measuring as much as possible, <laughs> there are lots of videos on that too. Um, so you're going to find your happy place and you're going to find exactly how many pages need to be in each signature for you. Um, this is often another area of uh, head scratching for many new junk journal makers are often wondering, gee, how many pages should I have in one signature? And signature is basically one clump of pages in your junk journal and that is somehow attached to the spine then you put in another clump and another clump or you may only have one clump and that's per perfectly fine too um, there's advantages and disadvantages to everything so the more you make these um, the more you're going to see where these uh, pros and cons live and which ones you like and which ones you want to avoid like the plague and uh, i know for me um, punching holes was a huge issue. If I could, you know, it just seemed like it was hard to punch holes. 
The exactness of the location of the spot of the hole was kind of a hit or missed arrow in the dark sort of thing. And one signature always seemed to sit higher than the next signature, no matter what I did, no matter and if I, I painstakingly measured everything with templates and rulers and everything, and it still came out all, all over the place. So uh, there are tips and tricks to the trade that can make your life a lot easier. Uh, so stay tuned and um, I hope to share with the, as many of those as I can with you as I think of them as I go along. I, I try to remind myself, oh yeah, I remember struggling with that. I, I need to share that tip because um, if you've been making journals a long time, a lot of these things you'll already know. But if you haven't, and this is sort of a new craft, um, let's say you're coming from another world of crafts, maybe you're coming from knitting or quilting or uh, you know whatever, card making, scrapbook making, um, and some of these things are just new to you, these can really expedite your um, project uh, moving along much more quickly and uh, you can have a lot more fun a lot faster. Um, I want to get you past the minutiae, the getting stuck stage where you get knee deep into, oh my God, I bit off way more than I can chew. What was I thinking? Me make a book? Never. It's never going to happen. This is overwhelming. There's too many moving parts here. There's the, there's the, the, the cover is like, you know, oh my god the cover it has to be perfect it has to be constructed well and do I make a fabric cover do I make a paper cover um what if my paper breaks at the at the seam at the spine where it folds what do I do what do I do I mean all these little things exposed spine hidden spine you know what really is ephemera what really is an embellishment um do I have too much in there do I have not enough in there all of this will play a role into how many pages and papers that you have in your signatures if you're like me and you like to put a lot of extra items in your journal and make it a ridiculously I emphasize ridiculously overstuffed journal um then you may want to put fewer pages in because when you start to bulk it up, your, your journal will grow what we call a gator mouth. And um, to some, this gator mouth is highly attractive. It's, it looks like a well-stuffed, well-used journal that was found deep in the recesses of some dark attic uh, in an old turtle trunk. Or you might prefer just a very simple, very clean, um, neutral-colored writing journal, which is just a blank canvas for the recipient, and maybe it's you, to explore and write on and create once the journal is already constructed. And everything in between as well. And now there's no right or wrong, wrong way to make these. There are no rules when it comes to junk journal making. It's junk. It's just plain junk and you can do whatever you want with it. You can glue it, staple it, stick it, tear it, color it, uh, not color it. It is just stuff. So feel free to have fun with it and play with it and explore and uh, try and pick up a new little tip or a trick to add. It's going to, it's going to save you so much, um, so many heartaches and so many headaches. And then you can get back to the fun part where you're actually creating a book. How cool is that? This is a legacy. This is something that might be here a while. Maybe you're going to give it to a family member or a, a friend or, or who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe yourself as a special gift to yourself. Maybe you're going to make little journals for grocery lists. Maybe you're going to make big journals. Maybe one for the year. Maybe you're going to make a planner. Maybe you're going to make an art journal. Um, you know, there are so many different ways that you can use journals, um, theme journals and things like that. Maybe you're going to spend your time collecting things related to a theme. So you're not ready yet to decorate your theme 
in your journal, decorate your journal according to the theme, but you can still make the basic construct of the journal. You can make your signatures, you can make your basic cover, you can decorate everything afterwards. You may also be of the cloth of uh, ones who like to decorate their pages first or decorate their cover first to kind of guide them in how they want to um, do their pages and things like that, and then assemble everything at the end. Again, perfectly fine. Another perfectly logical way to approach this. Uh, But the only way you're going to know what your journey will be is to start your journey. So I highly encourage you to look around and just grab some paper and just learn how to make a couple of holes in maybe a bunch of those papers folded in half and you can use an awl, A-W-L, you can use an ice pick, you can even use a, a heavy gauge needle, you can use a crocodile two big bite or a regular crocodile. It'd be easier with a crocodile two big bite because you can get the center hole if it's a, a regular size like nine by six style book or eight by five, something like that. Um, but there are ways around it. Um, you can use the regular crocodile, which will only give you the end holes on the top and the bottom. And then you got to figure out how to do the middle hole, which I'll bet you can figure out with an awl or an ice pick or, or, or a pokey tool. And, um, then, you know, start practicing your three hole pamphlet stitch. See if you can figure out how to do that. It's not hard. It's anybody can do the three hole pamphlet stitch. You can level up and do a five hole pamphlet stitch. Some people prefer to do that one. They feel it's more secure. They feel that if they have a lot of um, items that are not necessarily the entire height of the spine, maybe they're using shorter pages or smaller pages or something like that, you can go ahead and um, play with the different number of holes in your pamphlet stitch just to see what kind of strength it gives your journal and decide which is the best path for you. Maybe you're gonna explore the fancy stitches like Coptic stitch and you know whatever other stitches are. There, there are other stitches. <laughs> I don't know what they're called, but they're out there. Uh, but you, um, you may have a lot of fun trying all the different ones. Um, and you may settle on one that's just your favorite and that's perfectly fine too. And then you may start, be, you may start to think about your cover. Okay, what am I gonna do for my cover? Is it going to be made from a repurposed cover from an old book? Am I going to start from scratch where there was no book at all and I'm just going to create it from nothing? Maybe from cereal boxes, maybe from file folders, maybe from, um, you know, paper bags, maybe from, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, uh, Anything that is long will be your friend. And if you can double or triple or thick it up enough, you can even use um, newspapers and, you know, those uh, throwaway things we get in the mail for grocery stores, like the ads. Um, They're like mini newspapers, basically. Um, You pile up a bunch of those and that makes a nice base for a journal. It'll give you a nice soft covered uh, journal. Um, actually, uh, the one I'm personally using right now has that in the center. I, I should probably do that on a video because uh, I always think I get these things in the mail all the time, all the time, let me tell you. And I'm thinking, huh, they're kind of long. Um, you know, I wonder if I layered a few of these pages together and I just put some material on the front and the back or paper on the front and the back, what this might be like. Um, 
you know? And honestly, I love that journal. It is so comfortable in the hand. It has a, what I call a smooshy spine because it doesn't have a rigid spine. It doesn't have a rigid front cover or a rigid back cover. The whole thing is just smooshy. Yes. And um, it just, it feels so good to full. I don't know how to describe it. I, I Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it on the camera, on the video. Because, uh, yeah, I want you guys to experience that joy too. And just the, the thrill of taking some absolute trash and turning it into something that is useful. Um, I consider it journal insulation. It's in there just giving you a construct, a shape or a form to attach to. It's your basement membrane, your basement layer of... Oh, dog's playing with something. Um, <laughs> but it is so much fun once you get started. And if you're overwhelmed by the thought of a big journal, because um, they can take a while to complete, um, start with a small one. I mean, you know, you can use... Oh, I just thought of something. I, you can use playing cards, and they can be the covers of a mini journal. Wouldn't that be stinking cute? Okay, now I have to go do that. I have to go make a playing card journal. I'm just in love with that idea right now. Um, so, yeah, you're thinking of things that have a little bit of rigidity or stiffness to them. Enough, I, I, Not even so much rigidity and stiffness, but shape and something that you can attach something to. But I like the idea of leaving the playing cards playing. That would be kind of cool. I got to go play with that now. Completely new concept. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I hope you have fun with that thought. Oh, geez, you know, a little ring journal like that would be cute too. Huh. I think I could decorate the, a whole deck and make it a journal. Well, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Get all, I'd have to punch a lot of holes, but I bet I could do it. Hmm. I wonder how I'd decorate them. Maybe I could use napkins. Hmm. Or, I don't know. I, I gotta think on this. Okay, head scratching, head scratching. Something's coming out. Not sure what it is yet, but it's it's being created and the, the, the little neurons in the brain are knitting some, some sort of idea together. And I'll bet you're getting a thousand ideas just from thinking about it. You're thinking, oh yeah, but what if you did this or that or this or that or this? I know, I know, right? That's how it happens. You get all excited, the feet start wiggling, and next thing you know, you're running off to your craft area and creating something that was never before and going to be born today or in a couple days because it may take a little bit to put together but that's the fun of it all is uh thinking of these kooky ideas and um you know putting them together in a way that just might be fun might be interesting very catchy for the eye hi sunshine yes your mom is talking to her phone yet again i'm talking to the people yeah another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so... Um, yeah, so, you know, how much stuff should you amass? Okay, here's the, here's the real deal. As we all know, everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. So if you start walking around your home, your neighborhood, where you work, where you shop, and you start looking at things, what you buy and its packaging and all that stuff, 
and you start to look at everything as a craft supply, you will have mountains of stuff before you know it. I promise you, it happens. It just happens. It's crazy. Uh, you go to the park and you're picking up leaves. You're like dragging home bags of the stuff and you're thinking, oh, but they're so pretty. I just know I would have some place for it. And yes, you're right. You will. And, uh, what, whoops, sorry. And you, uh, you are giving yourself options so that you have things to pick from. And with a few writing utensils, maybe a few markers and a few uh, things to color with, you know, maybe you're at the makeup stage or the shoe polish stage. You haven't even got all the fancy inks and that, but you're in the experimental stage. And remember, there's no way to do it wrong. Just keep experimenting. If you don't like the way something come out, number one, what do we do? We incorporate it into our design. That's right. Instead of fighting it, you go with it and you start to add around it. Like if you got a smudge, we'll put another smudge over there. We'll put one over there and one over there. And now all of a sudden it's weathered. It's rustic. It's, it's aged. It was meant to look that way. If it's a complete kibosh, cover it up. That's right. That's a famous way to handle it. You don't have to destroy what you made. There's always a way to cover it up. If you make totally goof an entire page in your journal, you can just gesso right over the whole thing, or you can glue something right over the whole thing and still save the day. And uh, sometimes you can actually come up with something pretty cool that might look even better than your original idea or, or original thought. I cover things up all the time. Like, like brushing my teeth around here, I cover things up. There's a million times I start off and, and something just comes out all wonky pants and I'm thinking, no way, this just isn't right. I'm not feeling it, can't do it. Okay, slap something on it. Maybe I'll grab some fabric. Maybe I'll grab some burlap. Maybe I'll grab some napkin, paper napkin, um, or gesso, or other paints or colors or things like that. Or maybe I'll just stencil over the whole thing and mask it that way. Um, there's a lot of ways around it. And don't feel that you're so committed, like once I do this, it is on the paper forever. No, you've got a lot of leeway. There's a lot of wiggle room, ways around it. And uh, uh, because there are so many new canvases in every journal, every time you turn a page, it's a new canvas. Um, and, and you're not obligated to decorate every page. That's purely a choice. Maybe you want to do decorate one page and then maybe skip one, two, three, four, five, six pages, depending on how many you want to do. And then you decorate another page, or maybe you just do on every page, you'll just do a light decoration. Like maybe it'll just be a stamp or a little cluster, or um, you're just gonna uh, glue a page tab or something like that on it. Uh, you know, what? It, you know, maybe you're gonna uh, stamp, uh, or you're gonna tear a little quote out of a book and glue it on every third page, something like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways to approach it and you're never limited by what you think you are. So whenever you think you're stuck, remember you're not, you've just pigeonholed yourself into a corner and you need to back out bottom first slowly and realize how you got yourself there thinking that you were all stuck in that corner. Cause you're really not. And don't freak yourself out. If you, uh, bite into a project you think is bigger than your skill set, just go for it. If you, if you're saying, Oh, I just love those giant tomes, those big books. They just amaze me. Those grimoires, those, you know, spell books, those, you know, whatever it is, this massive book that somebody has created and you're just, uh, or those leather books, things like that. You know what? Go for it. You know, because you're only going to learn by doing 
and you will improve every time you go forward. You're going to learn something with every step along the way and you're going to watch others do it and you're going to learn from them and you're going to watch others and learn from them and you're going to take little bits and little pieces and little parts uh, from all that you see and then you're going to create from your own and you're going to create something that you're going to really put your heart and soul into and it's going to feel so fulfilling and in the end you're going to have a book and then I my hope for you is that it, this is not just a one-time Sally this is something that really floats your boat and you get excited and you start to realize how many possibilities there are uh, how many different kinds of books that you can make you could make a favorite recipe book you could make uh, grandma's historical journey from Hungary book like I did you know I just had this grandma's stuff in a box and I thought well that's not a very nice way to honor grandma and I really I, I didn't feel like making a scrapbook but hmm a grandma's historical journal book I could do that uh, and I kept all of her stuff pristine I didn't tear any of it up or anything like that I wanted to honor every piece of little I had from grandma and uh, I honored it by making a journal and the little and the journal housed the little pieces the little photos the little mem memorabilia of her her um, you know ocean trip over here some Cunard line that she was on and the paperwork and the you know the tickets and things like that I mean everything was there and I got to learn so much about her life taking the time and looking through all these little pieces and now it's in a really cool, nice, presentable fashion where I'd be very proud to bring it out and say, hey, can I show you what I made um, honoring my grandmother? And um, it also, it just let me, allowed me to get to know her a lot better. And somehow, I, I don't know, I just felt her energy there when I was making it and um, used some old laces and, and, and things like that with it. It just, I don't know, it just felt very comforting. And um, yeah, so... Just, you never know where this journal journey is going to take you and sometimes I think the name junk journal might throw people off a little bit thinking well it's just trash no no this is alchemy and it always will be we are taking something and transforming it into something else something just amazing and whether you are of the idea that it's okay to tear apart old books to make new books um, it doesn't matter if you are or if you are not um, you can have fun and create books. It doesn't matter what camp you're in. I just want you to know that if you don't feel okay about tearing up books, you don't need to tear up books. There are enough things out there that you can create anew uh, that can make beautiful, beautiful journals. There's so much beautiful scrapbook paper out there and digital kits out the wazoo on the internet that you can print and download and, and all this old ephemera. You don't need to tear up anything. Uh, but if you do and you like to tear, oh, by all means, tear away. Have fun. I consider it honoring an old book by breathing new life into it and letting people get their hands on these real old pages that might never be touched or handled otherwise. Uh, these things are not always that easy to come across. So uh, I like to get them out there and into the hands of people. I just, I just feel that's a good thing. So I hope you had fun today. And uh, the zoo and I all say a big hi and hello to all of you. I hope you're having fun. And uh, we will connect with you next time um 
Uh, all my links and everything below to my Etsy shop, my Amazon store, and my free monthly newsletter are located below every video. And uh, come on, join our Facebook group. We're having fun over there making uh, everything related to junk journals. We're uh, uh, primarily focused on creating. And uh, so we certainly hope to see you over there. And, and maybe you'd like to share some of the things that you make um, when I do my videos. I, I had so many people say, I would love to show you what I make. So I created the Facebook group. Uh, so you could show us what you make because I love seeing it. It's just very inspirational to me and I get so many ideas from you guys. So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I think I'm off to make that playing card journal. We'll see where that goes. All right. Take care, everyone. I'm thinking about you always. Um, have a great day. Bye-bye.